T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Every Saturday at this time, we go outdoors with Steve Carney and, of course, Steve Carney Outdoors.com. And, uh, Steve, you're up at Lake of the Woods. Tell us about that experience. Sounds like you had fun. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Yeah, it was fun. It was a little uh, dicey getting up there. The roads were pretty nasty, which, you know, that's the big challenge is to get there in the first place. But um, got there safely, a little bit of snow and ice. But, yeah, fishing was pretty good. Um, We had a big media event up there with about 15 riders from all over the Midwest, and uh, it was great. You know, we hit the weather, you know, pretty nice. Uh, High pressure came in there. Um, But we really got into the sauger, and people have to keep in mind Lake of the Woods at this time of the year is really a sauger fishery much more than a walleye-type fishery. And, we did fairly well. I had a, uh, a buddy of mine in the house with me who was a meteorologist, and he's never fished before, never ice fished before. And so it was kind of fun putting him through the paces. But we stayed at uh, Borderview Lodge up there. And I'll tell you, you should see what it's like in the morning, Steve. It's like 6 in the morning. It's like a military exercise. There's vans and there's uh, trailers and like 140, 150 anglers, and everybody's loading up and they really, the resorts up there really have a, a really good way of, you know, moving people fast and very efficiently. So, yeah, they really got it figured out up there. They really do. Yeah, and it is quite a fishery year-round. And, uh, you know, Steve, you, you, you've talked in the past that uh, you go up there and you take advantage of the resorts and, and what they've got going. But uh, it is big water, and you brought that up a week ago. If you're going to go up there, uh, in in the summer in Fish Lake of the Woods, you better know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, we went out like 14 miles, Steve, and it's, you know, they have really good plowed roads up there, yep. and, you know, they're very aware of the conditions up there, but it's still, you know, pretty dangerous stuff. you got to really, you know, be use a lot of common sense, and right now most of the rental houses are out in 28 to 32 feet, so you're out there quite a ways, and it's pretty cool. You catch, you know, nice fish all day long, and it was really nice just to kind of show up and be waited on and not have to drill any holes. I was very happy about that. That was very cool. But that will be going on until April. You know, that season is, is actually longer than our inland season. So there's still a good fishing to be had up there. And, again, they really have it going up there. They clean your fish. They take you out. They bring you back. They're They're just very cognizant of your safety and, those resorts up there are, you know, really got it dialed, and it's all about fishing and taking care of their customers. So I have to give a big shout-out to a really a great job, you know, they do up there. 
but again, it's getting there. That's the interesting part, especially from that Shooks area, you know, getting straight up on 71 and 72. It can be a little hairy getting into Baudette. So you really have to watch the weather and really be cognizant of those roads up there because it's, uh, you know, it's tough stuff up there. Yeah, no, no doubt. Real winter. Um, here we are pretty much middle of February. Uh where are you going to be in the coming week? What are the strategies? I, I know you hinted that uh, you, you're going to probably uh, move in some new directions after the Lake of the Woods trip. Yeah, I'm going to have to. You know, Steve, a lot of my shallow patterns that I've been on in five to seven feet of water the last couple of months have now kind of died, and I'm kind of panicking right now because a lot of my fish are gone from the shallows. So I'm going to be starting you know, checking deeper water, 20 to 40 feet, going out into the deep basins and see if I can find some of these fish suspended. But, again, that's the typical time of the year. February, things are winding down to the walleyes. And open water, I'm thinking next month, it won't be long, Missouri River. So looking forward to that and trying to get my boat, you know, pieced together because with this supply chain issue, it's tough getting anything. So if you're out there, you know, trying to get your boat rigged, you better... You better get on it because it's tough finding anything. Electronics, outboard motors, everything is really in short supply. So you got to get on it, man, right now. Yeah, exactly. And if you see see a boat you like, if you if you can find one, uh, you you want to jump on it. We heard that around boat show time. It's going to be another tight year. Uh, for sure. I, I, it's just every industry. I, I spend uh, my full-time job in, in the printing business and uh, raw materials, paper, ink, coatings, all of that sort of stuff is really tight. And that's true in every industry. Anybody I talk to, uh, things are tight and boats are no different. I think, you know, Steve, it's going to get to the point we're going to have to order what we want and we're going to have to wait a year to get it. And that seems to be the trend. I mean, walking into a showroom and buying something off the floor, I think, is a thing of the past. And uh, I think it's just the new world here that we're facing. And so, you know, you got to do the best you can. All right. Well, Steve, good luck in the coming week. We'll get another update in a week. And uh, count down your trip out to the Missouri River in South Dakota. And what's amazing about that, it doesn't take long. It goes pretty quick. Uh, These days start warming up. Uh, here in Minnesota and the further west you go, it seems like uh, it's even warmer. And then you get out to the Missouri River and central South Dakota. And if we've got 30s here, the temps jump into the 50s out there pretty quick. Absolutely, Steve. They have the Chinook effect out there where their weather is completely different than ours. Um, I do want to give a heads up to anybody out there that's got a hard house out there, a wheelhouse. We've got some warm temperatures kind of moving into the state here in the next week. And right now we have really good ice and the snowpack is very hard. I would suggest getting your houses off uh, as soon as possible because we start getting this warm weather moving in. We're going to have slush problems again and some flooding. So I think in the next, you know, four or five days, it'd be very prudent to get your houses off while you can. Yeah, good advice, Steve. All right, take care. Thanks, as always, for the time. All right, take care, Steve-O. All right, there he is, Steve Carney, Steve Carney Outdoors. Dot cop joining us, uh, trip up to Lake of the Woods, and I, I know a lot of folks that make that, and the hospitality is, is always terrific up on the big lake. It is 4-13. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, 
And we're going to go to Chicago. An old friend, John Williams, hosted here at WCCO for a long time. And, of course, is a Chicago radio veteran as well. He is at WGN these days. And I ran across an article, and it's not new. This has been circulating in Chicagoland that, that the Bears aren't happy with Soldier Field. And Soldier Field was remodeled a number of years ago. You all remember it. And now the Bears are, are dreaming of moving to the suburbs, Arlington Heights. Uh, we'll visit with John about that story in a moment here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO. Still to come today on the program, Bob Nightingale, USA Today. When will the Major League lockout end? We are supposed to be counting down to pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training in Florida and Arizona. Twins fans uh, dreaming about uh, spring training game at the Lee County Sports Complex in Fort Myers. And we don't have that right now. And Bob Nightingale will give us the latest. He's been optimistic that something will get done. Uh, there, there's been some pessimism creeping in uh, from some observers saying that, you know, will the regular season start on time? So uh, we rely so heavily on the the rhythm of spring training pitchers and catchers, and Grapefruit League games uh, here on the radio, that, that not having that, uh, something will be missing. And, and, of course, the last couple of years due to COVID-19 have been so unusual for obvious reasons that uh, getting back into a normal rhythm of spring training in a season and a season with fans and we did see it a year ago and really i think twins fans are also in the mode right now where it's like let's get back to it because we got to fill out a starting rotation you got to find bullpen help as the twins prepare for the 22 season coming up rapidly so we'll visit with uh bob henry lake's going to join us and of course uh, the 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 tragic murder of deshaun hill in north minneapolis student athlete at north and there is a tribute today as part of the north hopkins game and our own henry lake host of lake night was there uh today uh for that and We'll, we'll get Henry's thoughts on that gathering, that emotional gathering at that high school basketball game today at Minneapolis North High School. As once again, uh, the community remembers Deshaun Hill. So so we'll get Henry's take on that. We'll, we'll have the news again at 5 o'clock as always. Sarah McClellan covers the Wild. They host Carolina tonight in St. Paul. And... This is kind of the calm before the storm. They had the all-star break, and Kirill Kaprizov and Cam Talbot represented the Wild and played for the Central Division in that 3-on-3 tournament. And then they played Winnipeg. They got shut out 2-0. Not a great performance. And now they get back at it tonight, so a couple of games this week. Well, they better get ready because the number of games coming up, you look at that Wild schedule, they are going every other day, and in some cases they have back-to-back games on the schedule as the NHL tries to squeeze in all these games in an 82-game schedule before the end of the season. So it is extraordinary, and the push begins tonight in St. Paul with uh, the Wild taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. And we'll, we'll talk a little Golden Gopher sports as well. Also... 
coming up on the program, high school sports. We always try and f- feature a coach or two on Saturdays. And Theron Johnson, head coach at uh, number 10 for a Farmington boys basketball, uh, will join us at about 520 today. And there's still quite a ways to go in the girls and boys basketball season. Uh, girls hockey is already in the section playoffs. And we're already seeing uh, some section semifinals today. Uh, section finals are next week. And then, of course, the girls' state hockey tournament begins a week from Wednesday already in St. Paul with 1A. And then uh, the 2A games a week from Thursday at the Excel Energy Center. And we do have a couple of finals uh, courtesy of the Minnesota Girls Hockey Hub, a service of the Star Tribune. Uh, Maple Grove beat Irondale St. Anthony 6-0 today at Roseville. That was a section 5AA quarterfinal. In section 6AA quarterfinal, Blake beat Armstrong Cooper 5-0. Meanwhile, in section 3A, Laverne beat Marshall 2-1. So once again, uh, we are closing in on uh, section finals next week. And I'll, I'll be at a section final next week. Uh, Thursday night, I'm scheduled to call the section 4AA final over at Aldrich Arena. So I'm really looking forward uh, to being uh, a, a part of the drama of these section finals. And no matter what the sport is, girls or boys hockey, girls or boys basketball, that, that section championship game with a chance to get to the state tournament is uh, an unbelievable amount of pressure. And, and you feel for uh, the teams that fall short, and, and you're happy for the teams that break through and ulti- ultimately make it to the state tournament. Um, the, the story I was going to talk to John Williams about, and uh, John not available at the moment, we apologize for that. You know, here it is. We tease King John being back on WCCO radio. I, and I, I talked to him earlier in the day, and he was on the extensive freeway system in Chicago meeting some family for lunch. And must be a long lunch because we haven't been able to track down John. But the, the story I was going to get into, and we, we've been through a lot of stadium debates in these parts. Uh, we all remember uh, the, the stadium debate leading to uh, ultimately the city buying Target Center and the stadium debate leading to the Yagsell Energy Center getting built and the stadium debate leading to Target Field getting built with, with taxpayer money. And, and it's turned out. And then, of course, the latest stadium debate was uh, what do we do with the Metrodome and then ultimately – the People's Stadium was built, U.S. Bank Stadium on the east edge of downtown. It's already hosted a Super Bowl and uh, hosts the Minnesota Vikings, state tournaments and soccer and, and football and all sorts of other events and concerts, even though the acoustics are terrible for a music event. Nevertheless, we've been through it. And speaking of stadiums, I, I still think there's a stadium debate looming in our future. And even though Mark Glory and Alex Rodriguez, the new owners of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they'll ultimately take over uh, for for Glenn Taylor, who is uh, the controlling partner in the Timberwolves at the moment. But but when Arod and Mark Glory take over, at some point they will talk about the future at Target Center. 
because it was on the drawing board in the 80s. The Timberwolves played a year in the Metrodome, you all remember, and then they've moved into Target Center. And there was a remodel done, and, and they spent a fair amount of money on the remodel. But you know eventually there will be talk about the future of Target Center. But the, the one thing we were going to visit um, with John Williams about is the story in Chicago and that the Bears are not happy with Soldier Field. And I've never been to a Bears game at Soldier Field. I was at a U2 concert at Soldier Field 10, 12 years ago. And I love Chicago. I, I've been to events at United Center as well. I've been to Wrigley. I've, I've been to Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side. Love Chicago. Uh, the museums, the, the loop, uh, it's a great town. Uh, fun to visit. But I haven't been that impressed by Soldier Field, and the Bears aren't anymore as well. And apparently they want to move out to the suburbs. Well, the latest story is, is that uh, the mayor... Lori Lightfoot says they are going to explore potentially a roof for Soldier Field and a major remodel and other amenities to keep the Bears on the lakefront in what amounts to greater downtown. Not officially in the loop, because that has to do with the L. And apparently they have a lease for, what, another 10 years at Soldier Field? But, but the Bears are thinking about moving to the Burbs in Arlington Heights. So, so that's pretty interesting. So a major stadium debate uh, continues in Chicago. And are they going to do a major remodel to Soldier Field and potentially a roof on that building? So that would only mean that, that if that did get done and, and they, they stayed on the lakefront, that only one team in the NFC North would be playing outdoors, and that would be the Green Bay Packers. The Lions are inside at Ford Field. The Vikings inside at U.S. Bank Stadium. And we could see a dome at Soldier Field at some point. How about that? All right, we've got to run. We've got a break. Uh, we've got the weather in a moment. Apologies we weren't able to track down John Williams. Maybe another time. Uh, we will bring you Bob Nightingale following the weather in a moment here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. 4.33 on a Saturday. Sun's out, but it is a cold one. And... I know fans of Major League Baseball are dreaming of spring training, pitchers and catchers uh, reporting. And uh, joining the show is Auto CMLB insider Bob Nightingale. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Bob, good to visit with you. Always a pleasure. Oh, Bob! Bob disappeared. Wow, uh, we're 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 not batting very well uh, as of late. King John didn't pick up his phone. John Williams, and then then we had Bob, and we lose him. Uh, we we should tell you though that uh, the the news hasn't been or isn't very good right now, and we're going to find out from Bob what the issue is and why they can't get a deal done. Uh, and we, we've laid this out, visited with Bob, Scott Miller, who's covered the major leagues for a long time, Phil Miller, who covers the Twins for Star Tribune and StarTribune.com, ha- have laid out 
the economic issues, and they just can't get a deal. And, and Bob joins us uh, here on the radio. Bob, good to visit with you. And uh, r- right now, for baseball fans, the news isn't too good. No, I mean, it wasn't. I think we got way overhyped the other day that this would be a proposal that would, uh, you know, lead to a lot of progress. It wasn't, it wasn't close. Uh, two sides are still far apart. There's a deadline now, and they have to get something done here next uh, two weeks. Yeah, and Bob, once again, pitchers and catchers will not report on time. Now there, there's talk of will they be able to, to salvage spring training uh, in in some way, shape, or form. And we have talked, it, it is important for all those communities in, in Florida that host clubs like the home of the Twins, Fort Myers, and for that matter, the greater Phoenix area. This is a big deal for the Phoenix metro area uh, with the Cactus League. Yeah, you know, it's huge. I think in the uh, Phoenix area, uh, it's a uh, $645 million of revenue for spring training. So, you know, so I'm sure it's about the same thing in, in Florida. Uh, it's a lot of money lost. And they'll have spring training. It's just going to be delayed. It's probably going to be, well, definitely be abbreviated. You know, there's no way you're going to play all those spring training games like normal. Bob Nightingale joining us, USA Today and an Odyssey Sports insider bob what what is the big dividing line right now what can you tell fans is the biggest issue between the players and the owners well certainly the uh the luxury tax i mean the players want it moved up to 245 uh the owners are at 214 and they would eventually get to 222 within a five years uh you know i think the players want it 245 now and then going up to about 270 million dollars uh, by the end of the agreement, and stiff penalties too. You know what baseball wants to do is uh, stop the uh, teams like the Dodgers, particularly, who went up to two hundred eighty-five million dollars last year. You know, blew past everybody. And where the players say, "Wait a minute, now if the team wants to spend that kind of money, let's let's let them do it without having big penalties." Yeah, and if that that's gonna that's gonna ultimately help. I, I would assume drive, especially for veteran players, when teams traditionally like the Dodgers or the Yankees and other big market clubs want to go out and 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 pay big names, big bucks, because we, we we've seen kind of that market dry up. The superstars are always going to get paid, but it but it's that next group of players, and I'm sure the thought is if that luxury tax goes up, these bigger clubs are going to be willing to spend more on those veteran players right now that are getting the squeeze. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they, uh, you know, they don't, you know, obviously they don't even want a luxury tax, but they do. They don't want those penalties. The penalties are pretty steep right now. Uh, going, going from 50% to 75% to a hundred percent, depending on the threshold you go over. So that's a big stumbling block with the, with the, uh, you know, the owners have said that they're providing $200 million in extra money to the zero three players. If you count, Minimum salary in a uh, an arbitra- you know a, a pool, and so the players are coming on board with that too. They're, they're a little bit apart, you know, on the uh, on the difference. But I think they I think they can resolve that part. I think the luxury tax might be the the stickiest thing at, at the moment. Well, what about raising the minimum salary? Does that seem to be a big deal, or or do you think they're going to be able to find middle ground on that? Do you see that being as a sticky point? You know, I don't, Steve. I mean, right now they're at a uh, $630 million. The owners have come up, you know, which is $60 million more than it was. 
And then for the uh, owners, I mean, for the players, they want 775. So there's room for compromise there, too. I'm not sure, you know, if the owners will go to 700,000, uh, but I, w- I would think they'd come up above 630 and the players would drop their demands. Is anything can be done from, from certain clubs to just, you know, hollow out their roster, have a super low payroll, and, and tank, if you will? They're, they're not even trying to win, and there are a number of examples around the major leagues. I mean, you, you think of the Baltimore Orioles, but there are other clubs that gut their payroll in, you know, going into the season, they have no chance to compete. So what they're trying to do with that, Steve, is if a, uh, if, if a club has a guy – you know, rookie or so, you know, you wins MVP, uh, wins a Cy Young or a Rookie of the Year. You know, not only does that guy get handsomely paid with bonuses, you know, a million dollars for fishing first in those things, uh, the club will get two extra draft picks, you know, two draft picks after the first round. So it provides incentive for teams to say, get those rookies up early. If they win an award, you know, you win as well. Huh. Very interesting, and it, and that that's as big a concern for the players, I, I would assume, on one end as it is for the luxury tax on the other. Yeah, the players have been talking about that. I mean, who wants to be stuck on a team that's not trying oh. to win? I mean, you want to be on the Orioles, who's lost you know over a hundred games, you know, three straight years, or the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, you know, you, you want to be on, on good teams, and the Tigers went through that. The White Sox went through that. It's not it's not fun for anybody. So it's, it's, it's as much for the fans as anybody else. You know, if you're a fan of a, a franchise, you don't want to, uh, you know, go into an opening day thinking you're going to lose 110 games. Um, so far, uh, there's still the Super Bowl tomorrow, and it, it seems to be that's kind of the dividing line. You get through the Super Bowl, and the attention squarely moves to spring training and pitchers and catchers. It, it, it seems to me the heat's really on MLB right now that they've got to get something done soon. They they can't afford to have this thing drag into March and the start of the regular season be in jeopardy. And we've already talked. I, I, I think spring training is very important for the fans. I know it is in this part of the world, Bob. You've spent a lot of time here in the upper Midwest and uh, in the east. It, it is, you know, where, where there's snow on the ground, spring training's important. Oh, it is. I mean, fans love that. I mean, you, when you're in Florida, you see so many Minnesota and Michigan license plates of uh, fans coming down and, uh, and, and uh, Canadian license plates. You know, same in Arizona. A lot of Canadian fans come down and, you know, half of Chicago is in, the, in Phoenix with the White Sox and Cubs. So, you know, I, there's no way around it. There, at some point, they're going to start canceling spring training games and then go from there. I don't, I don't think we'll have a full slate of spring training games by any means. All right, uh, when, when you know, are, are there are there meetings scheduled? What do we know about that? Are they going to get together? Because there, there just doesn't seem to have been a sense of urgency for the from the owners or players as of late. They they meet every now and then. You think they would just meet somewhere and get in a room and try and hammer it out? Yeah, I mean, we think about it, Steve. I mean, it was the lockout was at midnight on uh, the you know night of December first. Uh, they've only met five times about you know economic issues since and uh this was the first negotiation session in 11 days so yeah and i think at some point the union will give a counter proposal you know by the end of next week you know but time is time is starting to run out and i think that's why mlb asked for a federal mediator and the union says well let's start meeting more to see if we you know need one right now we can do it ourselves all right 
Well, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed, Bob. I know you watch it very carefully. Uh, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks, Steve. All right, there he is, Bob Nightingale. And, of course, he's an Odyssey MLB insider, and insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets. They're real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. So there there he is, uh, Bob Nightingale, once again, an Odyssey Sports insider. And we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and real tragedy uh we've all heard the story a student athlete at minneapolis north deshaun hill jr shot dead and there was a tribute today at the minneapolis north hopkins game and our own henry lake was in attendance uh henry's going to join us in a moment of course he's the host of late night monday through friday between 9 p.m and 1 a.m here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Tragedy on the streets of North Minneapolis. Student athlete Deshaun Hill, Minneapolis North, gunned down, dies from those wounds. And a tribute today at the North Hopkins game. And our own Henry Lake was in attendance. I follow Henry on Twitter and uh, saw some of your tweets uh, from from that event today, Henry. Appreciate the time. A very emotional day at North today. Yeah, I, it really was. Can Can you hear me, Steve? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it definitely was. And I'm somebody that, you know, as a graduate, as an alum, um, it was just emotional, man. I never met the kid, but at the end of the day, you um. I don't know, you just, you think about young people and you think about living a long, full life and having an opportunity to do special things and when those plans don't come to fruition, it's just, it's sad. Yeah, I, Henry, it, 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 it is a, it is another tragedy in a long list of, of tragedies. And you think about the event today, and you sent out a tweet, and, and I'm going to read Henry's tweet. The family of Deshaun Hill Jr. just arrived at, at the North Hopkins game. The game has been briefly stopped, and the entire gymnasium has acknowledged them. Um, I, I can't imagine the scene at that moment. Yeah, it was about um, eight minutes into the basketball game, and uh, before the game got started. There was the words from the principal. There were words from the head basketball coach, Larry McKenzie, um, just about Deshaun and what he meant to um, his teammates, what he meant um, to the school um, as an honor roll student, and what he meant to the community as one of those emerging leaders. And they noted that the family wasn't there yet, that the family was on their way, and that when they did arrive, that um, that uh, that they would stop the game, that they would love for everybody in attendance to acknowledge um, the family, and that's exactly what happened. And yeah, you're right; it was emotional because it's, you know, as I sat there and I looked looked up at the uh, the scoreboard, and you saw his his picture, you saw his image there, and everybody remembering him, and some of the young people. Um, with their makeshift memorials and the tears were flowing. It just, um, 
it's really hard to put into words, Steve. And this is a young man that, like, like I'll, like I'll say, um, I'm a polar, right? That mm. young man was a polar. I never met the young man in, in my life. I, I've heard, you know, um, some outstanding things about him from people that I trust, people that I'm friends with, um, people that were involved in his life as a mentor, as a coach, and to um, to have something so senseless happen. Um, just infuriates me. It's, we see this way, way too often, and in all communities across the board, from coast to coast, and uh, we're seeing it much too often here in uh, in Minnesota as well. Yeah, and and everyone's looking for answers, and we all have to work together for those answers because it is totally unacceptable. It's just absolutely unacceptable that that we see this and and too often on the news whether it's on the radio or on television or or you pick up the newspaper or go to a website it's it's just seemingly day after day after day after day and we've got to work together to stop it henry and 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 there are no easy answers no it's um i think there are a couple things that i've talked to people about in the last 48 hours and one of the things that i've heard from people that are out here doing um, a lot of the work in terms of trying to reach these young people and and work with them on a day-to-day, whether in school and out of school, is that we can't give up. And I think that the first thing that comes to your mind is that you you think about how terrible this tragedy is, and you think about a lot of the sense of violence that happens in our communities, and we're quick to you know, have that initial thought in, in a moment like this that all these young people are terrible, and this is not the case. And I don't care where you live. We see bad things happen. We have to start um, trying to support even more and still letting the young people know that we believe in them because if we don't talk to them about the trust and belief that we have in them being better individuals, then they're not going to improve. They're not going to want to improve to the – to the level that we would like for them to. So it's, it's going to take all of us. And I, you know, for me, I was sitting there watching the game with uh, Senator Bobby Joe Champion. I was sitting there with uh, Shonda Smith Baker, um, the uh, president of the Minneapolis Foundation. And just, it, it was just kind of a somber feeling. Like it was, it was a basketball game, but it was a remembrance that that makes sense mm. at all to you, um, Steve, because it was, you know, you looked across on the other side of the gymnasium, and it was Hopkins fans, right? And it was, you know, friends of mine that were supporting Hopkins. But the Hopkins Royals fans were supporting the everybody from Minneapolis North. So it was just, it was a feeling of community today. It truly did feel that way. And um, there were things that happened in the basketball game that, that, that I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the fact that, referees got too involved in it and this is not about a win or a loss but it was about just the day in itself and, and what i mean by the the referees is that and i'm not sure if you if you heard this or if anybody called in but in this game um probably with about five or six minutes left ken novak um the head coach of hopkins was thrown out he was given a, a technical a second technical of the game by one of the referees and i just thought that that was um that that was what we're dealing with today, and and this just being a game, right? It's just a game. We're talking about young right. people that are 
that are emotional and young people that are having fun and, and the, the game was cordial and there was no incidents between either team. I just I really thought that the referees could have dealt with that in a, in a much better yeah. um, fashion. I, I don't think that, that Kenny said anything to um, elicit being tossed from a basketball game. Yeah, quite, quite a day, though, at, at Minneapolis North. Henry, thank you so much for the time and sharing your observations for a very difficult day for the Minneapolis North community. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. And to all the, um, the folks in the, um, the prep community out there, just think about those kids at Minneapolis North. Um, also applaud all of those from um, Hopkins because they were nothing but class acts today, and I, I think that a lot of people are hurting today. Yeah. All right, Henry, uh, good to hear from you, and look forward to hearing you on the radio next week. All right, take care. All right, there he is, Henry Lake, host of Lake Night, between 9 and 1 here on News Talk, A3O-WCCO. And sports is one of those things that can bring us together, and, and there aren't a lot of things in this world that do bring us together. And there's events like the Super Bowl tomorrow or an event like today, at, at Minneapolis North, Hor- uh, North and, and Hopkins get together and uh, they they pay tribute to a young man who lost his life uh, on the streets, uh, the, the the tragic victim of gun violence. Um, tough, tough day uh, for all of us, for sure. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.